Okay, uh, so what's this thing called? It's called uh, the Impossible Things Podcast. All right. Uh, so you just wanted, like, this week, the Impossible Things Podcast is brought to you by Jesse's Percolator. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I actually really like that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about impossible things. That's the prerequisite here. Um, like the Hyperloop, for example, which is really cool, but can't happen because it uh, can't cuss. I can't cuss, huh? Try to say yeah, that we have them. Okay, can't. So, I mean, not really like us, but 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 it can't happen because of poopy diapers in Congress. There you go. I like it. From <laughs> poopy diapers that are congressmen. <laughs> so, you've been listening for the last couple seconds, and what, who you've heard is Joey Huddleston, uh, a friend of mine. This is Jesse, by the way. Uh, so this is Joey. He's joining us this week in lieu of Kyle, not not as a replacement, but Kyle's not here, so we brought in a guest. I mean, you don't know that. We could replace Kyle. Jimmy is here. Uh-huh. I'll be back next week. Kyle's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh-oh. How terrible if, if Kyle was uploading this episode and learned that we've replaced him. <laughs> Kyle, we wouldn't break up with you this way. I would at least text you. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. So... Joey's qualifications to talk about this are that he's a very smart man. He studies something. That Here, I'm, you want me to just go over that real quick? Yeah, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us why you're qualified to. So I'm definitely not qualified to do anything here. Oh, but, perfect. But, <laughs> blend in right in, yeah. but, but I, I study political science at the University of Southern California um, as a grad student, not as a professor. I'm quite far away from that still. And um, also, I think about politics a lot. Right. Yeah. So I was at Joey's house, I don't know, what, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And he told me about this idea that he had. And you described it as a fantasy. You said, I have this fantasy about the United States breaking up into mm-hmm. individual states. Like the federal government was going to dissolve. And yeah, why don't you so, expound? What's, what, how could this happen? Well, so I just this ongoing wave. You know, you watch you watch politics happening in in the United States, and they look really bitter. And you want to say hi, Penny? Oh, Penny's here. Oh yeah, here's Penny. Say hi, Penny. Hi. Oh nope. Say hi. No, nope, she's terrified of me. She's not gonna do it. Where are you guys going? The Santa Ana Zoo. Uh huh. I think the uh, I think the funnest zoo experience I've ever had was at the Las Vegas Zoo. Yeah. Did you know there's a zoo in Las Vegas? No, neither did I. And uh, my sister was looking on her phone, and she was like, oh, I found a zoo. And I was like, no, I don't want to go to a zoo in Vegas. That sounds like a terrible idea. And she, made, she basically convinced the whole family to go. And uh, so we all went. And as we're driving there, you know, normally it's like you're going to a restaurant. You start seeing more restaurants, and you start seeing, like, the business district, and it makes sense. Well, we're driving through a business district, and then we make a right when Google tells us to make a right, and it turns into a residential district. And I was like, why? Oh, something's wrong. Some address is wrong. Something's messed up. And then we make another left, and it's still residential. And then we make another left, and then there's this zoo, which <laughs> basically some guy bought six houses and then just leveled the land in the middle of the neighborhood and made this zoo. And it's it was. I, and then I was like, oh, now we have to go in. Like, this, is, <laughs> this, this has to happen. And it's it was probably the coolest zoo because no one was there and it was really cheap. 
and it was uh, it, the they had. I was thinking they probably wouldn't have big stuff because it was a very very small place. But they did. They had gorillas, and they were like right here to you. Like they were really really close up, and just a little pain. And so it was a crazy. very intimate experience with a lot of really cool animals, which was, was awesome. And I never ever would have thought it would have been that cool, and it was actually a really fun experience. <laughs> but it was terrifying at the same time. Uh, yeah, Jesse, she is such a cute little kid. So cute. I wonder. She waves like this right now. What if that just sticks and that's how she waves for the rest of I her hope life? So. <laughs> bye. bye. Isn't that like? Isn't that like old Southern Belle way? Like, bye now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that how they do it? It's awesome. <laughs> so you were talking about. Yeah, so I can start talking about this. Yeah. Um, and feel totally feel free to interrupt and ask questions. Oh, we will. Mm-hmm. Okay, because. <laughs> Because I don't really know how to get started, but I have this fantasy about the breakup of the United States, how how it would happen, and it's not gonna, it's not like so we we had this almost happen one time, in the middle of the we 1800s. Did? Yeah, oh, we did. Yeah. There was part of the United States that wanted oh, that, that, that. no longer be part of the United States. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. and that the framing of that it wasn't. I mean, mean so the, they said it was about slavery, but the, but it was about confederation right that like, event that we commonly call the civil war civil war or the, <laughs> the war of northern aggression <laughs> the war of, the, i think we should call it the war of northern aggression here <laughs> but then we are picking a side whereas civil war is a more universally respected term for what happened true okay civil war it is civil war civil war so i don't i don't actually think there's gonna be a, my fantasy isn't about a civil war because if, if you had several parts of the country simultaneously seceding, right, who, what does the federal government do? Yeah, they don't like, have the resources to reign you can't, in yeah. four different... So with the Civil War, it was like two really well-delineated sides, right, right? That, that were each had a specific interest they were fighting for, mm. right? So, so the, the breakup of the United States, the one I'm thinking of, doesn't happen that way, right? So, you know... You kind of, kind of can ask, like, why would this happen? Well, why would this happen? <laughs> thank you. You can ask that. <laughs> um, so I really started thinking about this a lot again. I've thought about it for a long time, but with this whole government shutdown thing, yeah. where, where you just had really, like, a lot of Americans don't really realize it, but we were very, very close to economic catastrophe there. Mm-hmm. Like defaulting on a national debt is not a small deal. Just ask Argentina in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went through four presidents in like a month, you know, in the oh. in the turmoil surrounding it. So it's it's serious, right? And because we tend now to like blame certain regions of the country for like it's we're not just blaming parties. Like with this, we're blaming. Tea Party Republicans, which mm-hmm. by and large tend to come from the southern states, right? Mm-hmm. And so you still have maybe elements from, from what caused the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. they're South will rise again. Perhaps. And perhaps they would, like, as a chunk, try to withdraw. But, but then the other thing I've been thinking about is that we're, we're regionalized anyway. Like, the West Coast states, um, definitely <clears throat> Oregon and Washington view themselves as a unit. And they also include British Columbia, right? And there's already plans for the nation of Cascadia. Mm. Like, you can go online and read about Cascadia. British Columbia secedes from Canada. Those two states secede from the United States. And they form this happy, jolly, gay-loving, pot-smoking <laughs> government. <laughs> yes, they would. 
So, and then parts but of Idaho's me, out. No Idaho involved. Idaho does not want to be a part of Cascadia. I wouldn't think so. That's a little. That's not there. So I think the region Idaho would be in would be Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. Those like if you travel around those states, they tend to have the same sort of opinions about the way politics should run. Montana is the, like probably the only legit libertarian state we have where like everybody there has strong that they legalized me- medical marijuana very early because they actually are libert- libertarian mm-hmm. you know and actually believe the smallest government the, the better you mm-hmm. know whereas a lot of the other states that are super quote conservative actually think the government should be a a big influence and do things like put people in jail for mm-hmm. for personal addictions that that arguably don't harm anyone but themselves. Yeah, so right? you're getting more liberal. But but Montana but is like not. Montana and people in Wyoming and Idaho all have this kind of like, no, just get the government just keep it out, right? Mm-hmm. And Montana I guess this is kind of a tangent, but Montana also has challenged the um Supreme Court decision, uh the Citizens United decision. They're the first state to do it because mm-hmm. they have a law, a hundred year old law that says you can't like you can't make certain kinds of campaign contributions within that state. So mm-hmm. when when the Supreme Court said, "Okay, now you can spend unlimited money on campaigns," Montana was like, "Well, no, that conflicts with our law, so we're going to bring this up." But <clears throat> that's like a state versus federal mm-hmm. federal government issue. So what would be the big chunks in the in the country that you think so, in your head? So Alaska and Hawaii, they could they could. I mean, if there's a crisis in the mainland, mm-hmm. those two can take off with no opposition. Right. The, like the Alaska is a very valuable property, obviously. Hawaii, not as much as it used to be. Mm. Um, so those two, but like they're, they're far away enough that they can do whatever they want. But I think that you'd have parts of Northern California trying to join with Cascadia. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But but I think that Cal- the California government is like cohesive enough that it would just become a state. I don't think California wants anyone else to be a part of its state either. No, I would. I would argue that the South would break up with the North, probably. The Southern well, California, you know, just because the mentality of the people is very so different. That's. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be. That that could happen. I don't think that would happen right away, though. Mm. I don't think that California. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd have the state trying to split as the same time as. Um, the regions are trying to secede from that. the overall country, right? Yeah, I agree. So I think there's enough you, there's enough feeling in California that we would need them and they would need us. I mean, between North and South California, right, and Northern, right. Northern and Southern. So I I think that would I think that would wait. Though I do think that's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Southwest would be a big chunk. I grew up in Southern Colorado, and like people there, if you ask them about their family, families there are spread out in New Mexico, a little bit in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Little bit in in southern Utah, but you kind of have this chunk as well as as West Texas. Mm. So I think, but Texas isn't gonna let itself split up. It just wants to be its own no, its own yeah. country. So, Republic of Texas. So you'd have. I mean, it's <laughs> they already might been, start it. It's been a country before. Everybody always talks about Texas, yeah. and I mean, I agree with everybody. Texas will just take off, be its own thing. They might try to recruit Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana to be a part, mm. and those states. Their probably would benefit to be a part of the the great the great country of Texas, the great <laughs> nation of Texas. Perhaps, yeah, um, I'm sure. Uh, and New Mexico's th- right in there too. What New Mexico? No, gonna, New Mexico's not going to be part of Texas. They're going to go with Arizona, Colorado, mm-hmm. Utah. And I don't know what's going to happen in Arizona. Arizona's got that that weird enclave of like basically Southerners, you know, like 
super right. racist people they who went there to retire from yeah whatever. exactly so they well and this is one of the big dynamics actually i'm glad this came up when this happens you're going to see so much migration between states not mm-hmm. if but when you notice <laughs> <laughs> no you are you are and and it's going to cause problems and this is why i think this could be a really good novel because this is going to cause personal problems personal crises for like loads of people like where are mm-hmm. you from jesse i'm from california you're from california mm-hmm. and your wife's from wisconsin that's right so when this comes up yeah they're she'll like have, okay look like wisconsin and minnesota and i don't know maybe part maybe north no not north dakota indiana but, no what's what's right there illinois I, iowa, iowa illinois probably so, iowa so anyway there's a country up there definitely minnesota and wisconsin are together and your wife's gonna be like oh this is a this is a crazy crisis in our country i kind of want to go go to where I'm from and be with, mm-hmm. like, she's got a Wisconsin identity in there. She does. She certainly You know, does. so what happens between you guys when this happens? Like, yeah, that's a big question. You're like, well, that's I'm really Californian, but, and she's, but I'm from Wisconsin, I'm Wisconsinite, or yeah. Wisconsin. You got it right. Wisconsinite. That's what they say. Wisconsinite, right? Is it so, Nate? Wisconsinite? That's what they call themselves. Oh. All right. So yeah, there's going to be crisis. And for, right. for me, too, I want to go back to Colorado if this mm-hmm. happened. Right, mm-hmm. like Colorado. First of all, Colorado is a great place to be in a crisis because there aren't that many people there, and there are loads of edible animals in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was loads. great. That's and, wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. So, like in a, any kind of apocalyptic sort of situation, you want to be away from urban areas. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, that would be a reason. But but then my fiance is from California, mm. so she's. She'll probably want to be Californian. Mm-hmm. So we'll have problems too. Yep. And I think when I think you'll you'll have a lot of migration, people going back to wherever they're from because every all of us maybe not all of us, but many of us have these buried identities, regional identities that are subnational. Like yes, we think of ourselves as American, and maybe Texans are the ones who say I am foremost Texan and then American, right? Yeah. Right. But all of us have this kind of balance between like the national identity and the regional identity and and of course myriad other sorts of identity um so that's going to definitely come up and if your national identity goes away mm-hmm. which is really foremost for a lot of us mm-hmm. when we think about our place in the world you know we think like whenever i travel it's people view me as american i view myself as american right. and it's just delineated that way mm-hmm. so if that goes away well, what replaces it probably is your what, state, your, your state, yeah. or you know, and if you're if Cascadia forms, or yeah, or your region, exactly, your region, your regional identities are gonna take over that. Let's go back and talk about how this would happen. So the, yeah, so the federal government would say there's a couple of factions like Cascadia and Texas. So want to split. Then I what think happens? this would be an ec- the result of something economic, right? Okay. So which would probably be the result of something political, right? right? Which, so this government, this is why I was thinking about it with this government shutdown, because mm-hmm. if we did push our country to the point of economic collapse that brings the whole world, you know, to its knees, and you're going to have people here in California who are saying, like, we have a great system here, or maybe it's not perfect, but we know how we to do, we, e- can do better. we know how to do economic principles. We are through with the way this federal government does things. And then mm-hmm. you know what people in the South think this exact same thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, they have their own ideas, but they mm-hmm. think they think the exact same thing like we don't need we don't need to be a part of this system that yeah. just we can do it. Yeah. Do it ourselves. So I think that basically and 
the seed of the idea, this idea is probably already out there, but it would have to somehow reach legitimacy as an idea. And mm -hmm. once it did, everybody would just take it. You know, once, like once everybody has decided, or, or once someone of importance or just a few people have decided this is a legitimate thing to push for, I just think it's one of these ideas that's just gonna spread across uh, and unstoppable just unstoppable. so so many this people what, be on the, board with the fall of the soviet union this is how it happened uh -huh. you know like you just had you had poland um and some other eastern european countries basically just being like you know what we're really going to seriously resist this government now and then once they started doing that it just all went down rome broke up the same way yeah rome broke this up from the outskirts and it just crumbled and just from the crumbles, outside in right and then all this all the central asian countries kazakhstan uzbekistan they just like mm -hmm. they're just like okay here's our boundary here's our boundary here's our boundary we'll elect a government we already have stuff in place because we've done this before yeah. mm -hmm. same it in our wasn't states that long ago right we all have case. all of our states have pretty good governments already mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that they could like the california government is like they'll just step up okay yeah all they need to do is work on a foreign policy and maybe a military policy and that's it that's an interesting question what would happen to the military of the u.s i mean all those guys after they go come back from somewhere <laughs> Sure. That's true. But they all have their uh, their affiliations to their they states. They have their too. identity crises as well. The so soldiers, the, every soldier is... Presumably like, the federal government's trying to deploy them to keep the country together? Of course. I mean, of course that's going to... The federal government's going to flex its muscle as much as possible mm -hmm. to, to, you know, take... Whoever's first, really. Whoever's first is going to get punished, right? That's mm -hmm. always how this, right. this goes down. Nobody wants to be first. Right. Nobody... And, but once... <clears throat> Once somebody is first, then you know this is how this, this is how revolutions always work. This is how secessionist movements mm -hmm. work. Like it's there's always all this. It's like a yeah. dam, you know. There's like this wall, and and this is a commonly used metaphor because it's really illustrative. It's a dam, and there's tons of water and gravity just trying to yeah. make pressure builds up, builds up, builds up. And then up. you just gotta like poke a little hole in that sucker, and then between the force of the water and the erosive powers of water, the dam just goes <laughs> and there's just water everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that this idea has that same sort of potential. Maybe not like a dam breaking, mm -hmm. but but if if we let the economic situation get bad enough, like we almost did, right, yeah, almost. Um, that and there's potential every year now with the uh, the debt ceiling mm -hmm. thing. That's that always that pressure that pressure builds up fast, especially mm -hmm. when especially when a lot of people already basically view the federal government as defective, right now. Oh yeah, like definitely. if you ask, especially Absolutely. especially Congress, mm -hmm. like something was the approval rating like twelve percent? Twelve percent of people think they're doing. It's they're just doing the lowest it. it's ever been. I don't, I don't know the exact number, but somebody said it's the lowest it's ever been it in is. the history of keeping track of it. So something I was thinking about right now, we're talking about <clears throat> the U.S. breaking up in a regional, like we're talking about the chunks, Cascadia, California, maybe being Texas. Is there? Do you also think there's possible that it may not break up? regionally at first maybe it breaks up socially because you if you ever wonder if the, maybe the lower and middle class finally just kind of like all right we're kind of done being middle and low class and they kind of revolt against upper class you think it can happen that way too or like is it french revolution yeah a little bit yeah um that's do you a see good that question. do you see that I, as a possibility or is it much more possible for it to break up more regionally i don't think i think that that would be the next step Mm -hmm. I don't think people are really capable of engaging in more than one revolution at the same time mm -hmm. because of the mm -hmm. way these ideas have to work. Like everybody has to kind of join in and, and if that did happen, it wouldn't work. 
none of it like would none work. of it would happen if mm-hmm. if if you did have and that's actually possible that you'd have some groups saying like let's make this a regionalism thing and other groups mm-hmm. saying like no this this is and always has been a class thing mm-hmm. and if that that divide gets too strong then then no one's going to succeed mm-hmm. right um, and that you saw that happening in Egypt a little bit where you had right. some people making it a religious issue some people making it a class and unemployment sort of right. issue mm-hmm. some people making it a no more like anti-military issue mm-hmm. and though it did eventually work to as far as getting rid of Mubarak went you know it didn't it didn't gel well after the fact and then you just had another ouster right, right. right, right. so I think I think Americans generally aren't class conscious enough though for that to be a big risk mm-hmm. I don't think lower class and especially middle class people view themselves as being in a class structure right not as a not on a whole i think single people do they're sure. starting to but the as a as a class as a uh you know a broad stroke poor people don't say we're all poor why are we all poor it's right. them it's the rich man keeping us down which they do in a lot of countries right but not in this you one. see that a lot more yeah elsewhere. of course that kind of um that kind of sentiment's been on the decline for a while, globally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read this article the other day about how labor, like, so labor unions are basically nothing anymore in this country, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh, they used to be serious a, trouble. They used to yeah. be a significant part of politics in the U.S., and they're just not anymore. That actually happened everywhere, yeah. including super socialist European mm-hmm. states and Latin America. Like everywhere, labor unions have just just kind of disappeared the, the, from the business industry has just changed it's just it's mm-hmm. it's harder to survive that there's way. a lot more government control of workers rights and stuff mm-hmm. like that well and there's also the fact that you know the whole globalization economic liberalization thing where a part of the car is built in taiwan and another oh, yeah, part yeah, is yeah. built mm-hmm. like and companies can just pack up and move shop uh, outsource to a, yeah all the time so it's just I mean that's that's kind of an obvious right. piece of the puzzle. What we learned from the Michigan situation was if the if the union gets too greedy, then all their jobs move overseas. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I think people are learning. You know, other unions are learning from that and backing off their their hard line. Yeah. That's, and that's that's probably contributing to the decline of unionism. Sure. It's it's just. In any case, I think that. I think people's regional identities, though, are strong enough that it could actually gel. But their class identities, I just don't think, especially with the fact that we have so much, so much racial diversity, just makes mm-hmm. I think it makes it harder for people mm-hmm. to like view. If you're a poor working white guy, you're just not as likely to view to view your Mexican neighbor who has the same income as like part of the same group as you. Mm-hmm. Right. I just think that you're gonna have some some troubles there. But that might mm-hmm. depend on the region as well. I'm not really sure. Maybe. Is there mm-hmm. so is there a is there a component to this where um, some people are left out? Like say the states all break up into their own regional affiliations or states make their own governments. But what about all lot? We have a lot of uh, Mexican immigrants here, Mexican South American immigrants. Is there a component where they are somehow cohesive together or do they go back to Mexico or South America, do they kind of separate along the state lines and become Californians, Texans? Mm, that's a really good question. You know, but we actually kind of we've seen that 
sort of thing happened before too mm. with, with the breakup of the Soviet Union again because mm. because it was all one country populations shifted around mm-hmm. and then it, when it broke like for example now in Estonia there's a big Russian enclave that is in Estonia but they're proud Russian speakers and mm. they try to get to be a part of the democratic situation there but anyway I think that you'd probably see a lot of people go home because this would just become a really tumultuous very unstable place mm. for a while maybe more desirable to be in South America sure at that point or even yeah yeah but if the if our economic situation collapsed, then it would have an impact on the world. Oh, I mean, everybody's just so screwed when that happens. <laughs> Everybody, like, it just, it's going to be, I mean, the Great Depression, you saw this. Like, everybody was just so screwed during the Great Depression. That's right. And, and we still had immigrants coming to the U.S. because yeah. it was actually worse in Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't really ever learn that. No, I never did. And Oops. then you. What were these, what were some of the effects overseas? So, I mean, it's just the same economic effects, mass unemployment, food, like food structures collapse. And mm. so there's not, maybe, maybe not starvation, but just like really hard times where you have to eat only potatoes. Yeah. Um, I don't really know that much about that, though. I so just, it, like, I don't know that much about what. At that time, our, our economic situation probably only impacted Western Europe, maybe part of yeah, Middle yeah, Europe. And South America, though. Brazil, America few people too. know that Brazil and Argentina were were both pretty powerful economic players up to the Great Depression. Hmm. Like Argentina had like a factory sector that that produced things like factory goods. Um, wow. I did not know that. And then, but then they also, I mean, Chile is a big metals miner, mm-hmm. mining right. country, and then I think Argentina has some of that too in the makes sense. They're, the western they're part, geographically so. sharing a, an area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mountains. Mountains. Big ones. Big ones. With a uh, Wanakas on them. <laughs> are they still are they still leaders in mining? Are they still Chile is. Chile is. Chile Chile still has but but the but China has taken over a lot of the mining stuff because they also have big mountains. Mm-hmm. Um and less rules. And way less rules. I mean, that's that's the <laughs> I, what they want. Yeah. Because we used to be the we were the number one in, in mined goods for a long time, weren't we? Wasn't the U.S. number one in steel, and number one, number one in iron, and number one in... We definitely were in, in smelting steel. We were, we were big dogs. Yeah. Um, I don't, How much of that were we actually mining from ore here? Don't know. I don't really know that either. Hmm. Iron, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really know that much about that. But we, but we did, and we, we produced a lot of gold back then, too. Hmm. Like, and now gold is... Where do they produce gold now? There's a lot of gold that they produce in Indonesia, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why that's why Papua is part of Indonesia because the Indonesian government wanted the gold there. They need that gold. Is that that big? You know, Papua New Guinea. That's there's right. some gold in them hills. <laughs> in them their hills. <laughs> there, there, there's some gold in them their hills. So, so anyway, it would be extremely tumultuous for the whole world for a long time. Right. Probably, I I kind of wonder what kind of spillover conflict you might see in other parts of the world uh-huh. i don't i don't know what would happen well when egypt when egypt was revolting that you kind of felt like it just started spiraling so, all over so they had that's very true and they all but all of those governments had you know build up of, of mm-hmm. pressure because unemployment such a huge problem over there mm-hmm. like everybody under the age of it's like 60 percent of people under the age of 30 you, you might have to check this stat for me. I'm, I'm not really sure what it is, but a lot of young people are unemployed right. in the Middle East and North Africa, and 
the guy who started himself on fire in Tunisia, that was part mm-hmm. of his background. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were other parts. Like, he was... I guess he didn't get a, some kind of vendor's license that he wanted, and he thought it had to do with the fact that he was interacting with a woman. Mm-hmm. So there was like a sexist thing, but then there was also just, mm-hmm. it's really, really, really hard to get work mm-hmm. in, in those countries. So, um, And they also have a common Arab identity across across those borders. So uh, I think oh, that's, right. that's part of it, too. That's um, interesting. Did, did Greece go down at the same time? Uh, I think it was in Greece, it was pretty... So yes, but... but the Greek crisis was more part of the EU crisis than it was anything with the... Though, one of, in, one of the spillovers is that there are um, Arab immigrants in Greece, and the a lot of Greeks went all nativist and started like harassing and even mm. killing some, wow. some of their immigrants there. We might have that happen here, too, actually, Maybe. when this happens. Now that, I, now that I think about that, it's... You know, like, we think we're so civilized... I we think this is kind of one of the big points. It's like people think they're so civilized, but you don't have to. You don't have to like tweak the no. the structure that much t- for people to like get really cohesive and and like xenophobic. Us and, us and, and them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just I, not hard to make that happen. I don't remember who said it, but I remember someone saying something like from from discovering fire onto building the wheel onto building great structures man is still only one step above animal and like we, that has never changed something that uh the brazil soccer game do you remember that the the beheading of the Which, referee what yeah you haven't, you haven't I heard do. this, I don't know this is okay i'll this tell you so this crazy, dude. so incorrect you I, it's been a while since i've read the article so yeah, if, yeah, if i ahead. say anything wrong correct me Essentially, they're doing a uh, so Brazil's where they're having the World Cup next year, which yeah. I'm really excited and uh, I'm trying really hard to go and saving up money, but I would like to have cool. another vacation before that. Uh, the so basically, there's an amateur soccer game. Uh, this referee is is being the referee for the game. There's this this all star young athlete, and they have an argument. They have a history of having arguments throughout this entire amateur cup, this match or whatever. So basically, something happens. A ref, ref, player pushes referee. Referee pushes back. Player hits referee. Referee pulls out a knife, stabs, and kills player in the middle of the game. This just happens in the middle of the game. This guy was like their Kobe Bryant. He was like a star player. The the fans and audience go insane, and they they storm the gates. They run on the field, and they they uh, quarter the referee. They rip his limbs off. And then behead him, and then stick his head on a pike in the center of the field. Where do they get a pike? I don't know. They just made. <laughs> they just. They just have made, like a pike made, closet. A pike, and and they're a pole of some sort. And oh my god! Maybe there was track and field equipment somewhere. Possibly, but the point oh is, it took it took a stabbing of of one person that the people loved, and they they lost it and became completely animal. Can you ever see yourself? Oh my god quartering someone being part of that big of a group and I being involved with that i can't imagine myself doing that but obviously it happened hundreds of people it happened to all hundreds maybe thousands of people well just, so they're they're all they're all they're fans right which fan is short for fanatic, fanatic yeah right which is itself like a psychological state that you that you get into and a lot of times you choose to get into it yeah. um so that's that's different mm-hmm. but the but the point is still is still right like mm-hmm. it does not take much no. to push someone over that edge and for you know for someone like especially you especially when it's a referee i mean for you on. it would be something like right <laughs> i'm just the, the rule follower guy <laughs> <laughs> just, 
just take notes and <laughs> no uh for you it'd probably be something to do uh, probably for most people it'd be something to do with family or oh, sure. just like their own personal mm-hmm. there's their circle right so if if something goes wrong there then then you're gonna get some kind of vendetta and that's when you join the, this club of of instability that just is gonna make so many problems mm-hmm. but it's it can see so that's the that's is. the bad way it goes this could also happen relatively smoothly so there's more to this conversation with joey about the u.s breakup uh, we'll have that for you next week the conversation went a little long it was very interesting so we divvied it up into two parts uh, in the meantime you can you can contact us in all the usual ways twitter Facebook, email, the website. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this and all the other topics we have or have not covered. Uh, We will talk to you next. Bye.